You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. And welcome to another episode of the Solo Story Rugby League Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Sony, and join with me on the panel are my two favourite rugby league analysts, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? I'm good. Rugby league analysts, I like that. I've got a mouthful of nuts. I'm going all right. <laughs> Andy also has nuts next to him. Mm. <laughs> Lucky, how are you? I'm good, mate. I've never been called an analyst before, so I'm happy. Well, you are now. Because you're on the platform of one of the best. Do you know why you are one? Because no. you're analysing. <laughs> you're such oh, a loser. Marky, <laughs> <laughs> you're an analyst because you're on one of the most professional, fastest growing rugby league podcasts in Australia, my friend, and worldwide. Very true. Very true. I'm liking the growth, my friend. And yep. you're also my friend, Nick, but you got. A mouthful of nuts, so you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. We are back recording in our half virtual studio, half not virtual studio. Nick and I are still in the cottage with Clarky stuck in the brewery, minding his kids. This time, <laughs> for <laughs> this time, we'll be covering the hottest news topics and another edition of the Bunker Review, the segment for rugby league debate and discussion. Firstly, boys, let's cross over to some European rugby league. This week, the English Super League was paused for the Challenge Cup. Do you know what the Challenge Cup is, boys? No. It's like the FA Cup of rugby league, yeah? Correct. Now, for those listeners that don't know, the Challenge Cup is an annual knockout competition involving amateur, semi-pro and professional clubs from the United Kingdom and France. Like Clarkie said, it is the equivalent to the FA Cup in English soccer or Guilty, the Amco Cup uh, back in the day for Australian Rugby League. So how many games do they play? So usually they've got six rounds, but I'll explain. I'll explain. Sorry, they've got six rounds plus finals, but I'll explain what happened this year because COVID kind of affected their Challenge Cup. So their inaugural season was 1896, so one year after Rugby League was born, making it the code's oldest competition, which is pretty interesting. So this year, due to the pandemic, no amateur clubs were allowed to participate, meaning the usual draw was amended significantly. So they've only got three rounds, then they've got quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. So the way it works is this. Round one, the championship clubs, so division two clubs were allowed to play and Toulouse pulled out. So there's 13 clubs now. Mm-hmm. They've invited three of the 14 League One or Division Three clubs mm-hmm. to the draw, and then they play each other. Usually it's all the clubs, but 
COVID became a thing. So anyway, the eight winners of those games advanced to round two. These clubs were drawn to play off against each other. And then the four winners of those clubs advanced to round three. So those four clubs then go into round three against the 12 English Super League clubs, which is Division One, And they are all drawn against one another. They play off, which is around a 16, and they go to the quarterfinals. Do the English clubs, the, uh, the, the best teams, do they use their best players? Yeah, they do. They take it seriously. Do they ever lose against the... Uh, coming up. There has there has been instances where that's happened yeah, this well. year. This year, no, not yeah, this year. So this week, this weekend, the round of sixteen was played, which was round three, and the winning clubs were Castleford, Wigan, Southford, Hull FC, Catalans, St Helens, Warrington, and Huddersfield. Why did Toulouse pull out? Because uh, the travel from France to to England, whereas Catalans because. They've got more money behind them. They, okay. And because they're in the ESL, mm-hmm. they said we can participate. Yep. Uh, fun, fun fact, actually, um, the Toronto Wolfpack, when they were a team in the English mm-hmm. format and a Serbian club, Red Star Belgrade, they've also participated as well as Irish clubs, Welsh clubs, mm, Scottish cool. clubs. But yeah. So those eight clubs have, uh, have advanced to the quarterfinals um, and no clubs outside the ESL remain in the comp. Semis are after, and the grand final will be after that, and it's held at Wembley Stadium on July 17, and we will cover those rounds accordingly. For those that are wondering, last year's winners were Leeds Rhinos, but they got eliminated this week. But let's move on to the Sideline Stories' hottest topics of the week. And while we're on some international football, did you boys hear will read that Ben Barber might be playing rugby league in America. No, I didn't hear that. Clarky? He'd be the best player in America. Yeah, I did hear this. He's what his management's put his name in the in the hat to get a pick up a contract in one of the in the new comp, yeah. If Eddie yeah. Pettibourne can get money, Ben Barber should be able to get some money. Mate, he'd be a marquee there. So what's happened is uh his managers put in put his name in the hat, like you said, Clarky, to sign with a New York-based club in the new national uh, North American Rugby League Pro competition. At the start of the year, a big rumour going around was that he was going to play for the Valencia Hurricanes, which is a Spanish Rugby League club, but that did not eventuate because of COVID. Is, it, is he not allowed to play anywhere? No, he can play. He can play. Okay. Um, he's, he's just banned from the NRL because of um, his little indiscretions, which we will be getting into right now. So you can't, can't he play for one of the top two <clears throat> English sides? I think he can. They've they sort of got like this agreement where if the NRL bans someone for whatever reason that is, the English game weighs it up and they kind of go in favour of what the NRL's done, but they don't have to. Except for Israel. For now, they, well, the French club, the Catalan's Dragons, said, no, we're, we're not against... You know, him as a player, he hasn't done anything illegal. You know, why not? That's Mm -hmm. that's the stance they took. But, mate, what a career Ben Barber had. Legitimately cannot say say any, like stress it any less, that he had one of the most up and down careers. There's something wrong with him because playing-wise he's awesome. And then you hear what do you reckon? Him and, him and Marmon, his brother, are walking around in um, 
North Queensland. Yeah. And um, they come across Josh Hannay, who's still a pretty respected member of the rugby league community, and they offer him to try and fight him. Do you know about that? No. Yeah. When was they, that? They offered to try and fight him. They tried to fight him. What, in the street? Would you like to fight, sir? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you going? You know, like thinking, oh, well, we both play rugby league. We're both... And let's punch on. off his chops. Yeah, he wants to fight. Yeah. Look, let's go through his career, right? And interject whenever you boys feel like, because there's a lot to talk about here with him. The bloke is a dog's junior, right? Debuts in 2008, has some formidable years leading into the Bulldogs' stellar year of 2012. He wins the Dally M medal in 2012. And the Bulldogs lose a grand final that they were favourites to win. Like, they were shoe-ins. That was their year. They lost it to the Melbourne Storm. I remember the finals campaign for him was very quiet, but the year from, from rounds 1 to 25 or 26, if it was 26 then, he killed it. He was the best player in the game. And he deserved that Dahlia medal. 2013, the Bulldogs nearly sack him. He's got some mental health issues, some personal issues. Oh, he was it was just all at home stuff, you know, alcoholic, stuff like that, you know. But they never really said why, you know, they reckon Todd Greenberg kind of covered shit up. We don't know the we don't know the full story. We never will. Mm-hmm. Instead, Ben Barber at the end of the year requests a release and signs with the Brisbane Broncos for three years. He goes to the Broncos in 2014. For family reasons. Yeah, probably. Goes to the Broncos. No, that's what he said. Oh, that's right, because his family's from Mackay, aren't they? Hmm. Which is nowhere near Brisbane. Which is nowhere near Brisbane. It's North Queensland. But anyway, he goes to Brisbane in 2014 and lasts one year. And they said, bye, champ. So he goes to Cronulla. His three-year deal only lasts one year. Goes to Cronulla for 2015 and the 2016 seasons. Now, in 2016, he wins a premiership. The first ever premiership for Cronulla Sharks. He's in, he's in that side. He was in the fullback. He was the fullback. Yeah, right. wasn't just they, in their side. Yeah, no, yeah. So if, if he was making up the numbers. So yeah, well, you know what I mean. But he was yeah. he was actually a a, a a key member in their team to winning that that grand final. Did he have a peptide? I don't know. The day a day later, he wasn't peptized. A day later, he gets sacked because he got done for cocaine. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. So he the positive. story I heard, the story I heard with that is apparently. They've all gone, all right, boys, they're going to test you tomorrow. So don't get on it tonight, but yeah. you can get on it. You can get on it every day after that. And yeah, what am I going like, to do with the stuff in my pocket? And he's just like, nah, they won't test me. Well, yeah. I've got it in my pocket now, though, mate. Got to get rid of it. <laughs> I just Seriously. let it sit there. So he tests positive for cocaine. The club sacks him. 2017. He goes to play French rugby for Toulon. Last four games, Toulon sacks him. What are you up to? In French. You've got to remember all the maniacs from England are going over there yeah. to play as well. Yeah. So he must have done something pretty bad. <laughs> he's not a union player. He's no. a league player. Yeah, he's a back. Our backs dominate. Yeah. So then he signs for St. Helens. And he goes over to he goes over to their club and he and he has a good year in 2017. He has a stellar year in 2018 and wins the Man of Steel, which is the equivalent to the Dally M's. And 
He is the he is only the second player in history to win both the Dalian medal and the Man of Steel. I'll let you mull over who the first one was because we'll talk about who that is later. I'll let you mull over it. It's someone from the 80s slash 90s, but more of an 80s player. Now... Was it, it's, it's the bloke from... It's the bloke from Goulburn who we keep bringing up for some reason. What's his name? Gavin Miller. How did is you know? Miller? Good on you. Right. That's very good. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about him soon, but that's, he's a very... Very clever, the two of you. We're just older than I'm an, ah. I'm, an, I'm an analyst. Ah, you're an analyst. True, you are. You're um, not even self-appointed either. I've made you one. <laughs> um, 2018, St. Helens have a stellar year, as does Ben Barber, because he obviously won the Man of Steel Award, and they choke in the semifinals. And after that game, Ben Barber leaves the club. He left, didn't get sacked. Signs with the North Queensland Cowboys in 2019, touted as the comeback of Ben Barber. Like Valentine Holmes. This is going to be his year. This is going to be Ben Barber's year. How old is he at this point? I don't know. Like the. He would have been old. He would have been well easy thirty. Well, it's not. It's not your year when you're thirty. When you're coming back to Australia. I don't know. But he was touted as the the big signing for him. He's going to have a massive year. You know, the return of Ben Barber. The bloke gets sacked before. The ball's kicked before round one. Why do you get that? He was charged with domestic violence and convicted. Domestic violence, assault, and convicted. No. So the NRL bans banned him. Then in 2020, he is charged for assault on his brother-in-law. And the magistrate says, and I quote, you had everything given to you and you threw it away. Unquote. His final professional rugby league game was in 2018 for St. Helens and the New York rugby league club based club. That's going to sign him. Cause there's three um, uh, happy to sign him pending the North American rugby league bodies assessment of his application. Can he get into the country? Can he travel there? there? Well, I don't no, know. that's, that's no what way. I mean. Cause, you've, got, cause you, you've had domestic violence charge. Well, that's what that's what I mean. I think they're assessing all these options because I because you know what? To be fair, I think he'll be a massive signing for their comp. That would put them. That would give them some, you know, it'd give them notoriety at the yeah. least. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It would just put them on the map a bit more. If he lasts to the first game. Well, do you like the idea of him going and playing in in America? That's that's my question. If he's got his shit sorted, I don't care. I if agree. He, if he doesn't have his shit sorted, they shouldn't let him play. Clarky. <laughs> Look, if they want to, that's the route they want to go, and they want to make business with someone like that. Um, yeah, if it's a means to an end, like if it if it turns out that that's the catalyst that makes that rugby league competition succeed, then yeah, I'd be happy with it because that'd be rugby league being. Big in America would be huge. We know who he is. we know who he is, but I don't. No one else is going to care. Like he's not Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, he's better than Eddie Pettiborn, but he's not. You know, and he has won all these accolades, but no, I don't think anyone cares. As yeah, much. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I was wondering why he brought Sonny Bill up, but now I know why he said it. Um, oh look, I think it'll be. I think it'll be mad that I think North American, the North American Rugby League body, is going to take that into account. So we'll see how it goes. But 
I'm glad that you boys, one, have uh, more historical knowledge than me because Gavin Miller was the first player of two to win both the Dalian medal and the Man of Steel medal. I think he won two Dalian. Well, he won the Man of Steel in the 85 and 86 season for Hull Kingston Rovers. And then he won back-to-back Dalliams for the Sharks in 1988 and 1989. So, so he won at he won at Kingston Rovers first. Yeah, he won there first. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And that's when they used to play over um, winter. So 85, 86 season, they used to play at the same time the e, the ES, uh, the EPL soccer used to. But in the 89 season, he was regarded as the most dangerous forward in the world. Yeah, he he was. Man, yeah. I never I never saw him play, so please shed some light for me. He played for Cronulla. He was the heart and soul of Cronulla for ages. Well, he's a, he's, a, he's one of five immortals for Cronulla. Yeah. Cronulla Sharks have immortalized well, we've, him. We've, yeah, we've spoken about it before, Dan. Um, but obviously, I, I never got to see him play. But, yeah, from what my understanding is, he, he revolutionized the, the position lock. of lock. He made, it, he made it into that. What it has back become now that kind of that ball playing he could do everything yeah big big forward yeah that can do absolutely everything if you've ever seen him he's got no nose his head's just smashed in really yeah Yeah, you see him at golden every now and then yeah so he's a golden product he's a golden golden um yeah junior um i don't i don't know if he was i just know that he he had a pub there at one point he's still in the area maybe we gotta go to golden i think and interview him no. That'd be awesome. Doesn't mind a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we've got to his pub. Mm. No, I don't think he's got the pub anymore. Oh, he doesn't. Wink, wink. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Okay. All right, boys, let's get into the sideline stories, bunker review, Instagram, fan poll results from last week. Now, our topics were liking or disliking the laws of the game. So, 72% of people like the six again rule. To my surprise, I thought that was going to be a bit higher, but obviously. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, I'm surprised obviously that's so bit, low. Yeah, I am yeah. too. A fair bit, a fair bit aren't, aren't with this six again rule. I can kind of understand if you're taking into account the 10 meter infringements being added on. I don't like that personally. But overall, yeah. the six again rule is is a great addition to the game. I think it's just a major change. Maybe that's what our people are looking at it and, you know, humans don't like change. So, especially old people. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Guilty? Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that, eh? <laughs> How old are you? Like 60-ish? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up, huh? Um, the seven tackle restart. 48% of people like the rule. So unless it was my my great explanation of why it's not a good rule, um, I don't know why 48% of people or 52% dislike it. So, yeah. What do you make of that, boys? I think um, that people, <laughs> people don't. Um, they just like the fast game. They're, they're liking what's happening now. Well, what's it, well, that's what that says, doesn't it? Well, for the seven so tackle they're restart, liking, they're liking the they're liking the first one, and then half of them are liking the second one. Yeah, nah, it's making the game quicker, right? 
I honestly think the game quicker. No, I, I I honestly think that you know people are looking at it going, well, the Billy Slater rule was brought in for a reason, and everything that happens in the goal in the in the goal line is now you know a seven tackle restart. Any infringement, any just you know grabbing it out the back. So do more yeah. people agree or not? No, forty eight percent. No, fifty two percent dislike the seven tackle rule. Okay. Yeah. The one referee rule, 69% of people like the one referee. I can't really see why you wouldn't. Like, there's just, it just makes more sense for one referee to control a game. I don't know why. 31% of people don't like it. Maybe they love how stringent they are in, in the ruck. I don't know. I don't know what your opinions are of that, boys. I think I said I wanted one ref. We all said we wanted one, but yeah. I thought that would be a higher, you know, like rate. I mean, the, re- the reason, the reason being, is when the other ref takes over, going the other way, they do something different. So both teams are being refereed differently. That, that's why people want one ref. Yeah, that's right. So you'd think that you know one ref controlling <laughs> the Dan, whole game. Dan's wondering what the percentage that who like the two referee are thinking. Yeah, Billy. And idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, boys, 77, 77% of people like the interchange at the current eight number. Um, for whatever reason, if they want it higher or lower, it's an anomaly. Um, I think people were kind of like, oh, it should be lower because Matty John said it and, you know, he used to play football back in the 90s and this is what he said, so let's go with what he said, which at, at a point it made sense, but due to how fast the game has gone... It's too not, quick. Yeah, it's too quick now. We've spoken about that. Um, if anyone wants it higher than eight, I just don't think they know what they're talking about. That's my opinion. Um, now, this one surprised me, boys. 82% of people like Golden Point in regular season. There it, you go. It, well, it must be it must be exciting for people. I, I don't like it. I must I'm I'm part of the 18%. Well, there's a reason. Well, there's well, there's a reason they've kept it. Yeah, yeah. It's not well, because it's it's not it's not because eighty percent don't like it. Yeah, it's because. Yeah. Well, here's a question, right? Why why do we go up if you win? You win two points, right? Yeah. Why why, why are we even doing that anymore? It may as well be one point because you can't get a draw. I I, I so are you saying they should change the points system? Well, why they why, why do we go up in twos? The whole point we go up in twos. No, you is still can you can you, get you can still have draws. How do you have a draw? Yeah, if you play up the play up the golden point period and not not score a point. Yeah, for how, ten how, minutes. How often does that happen? Doesn't happen often. I think it might have happened like once three years ago, and that was like yeah. big talking yeah. point. Yeah, well, Warrior, I don't think it was there's Warriors a drama having draws. Yeah, we spoke about it last week. I think draws are fine anyway. Well, are you saying like if you won a game, you get four points? If you lost a game, you got. Ah. Zero points, and then if you draw drew a game, it's two. If you won no, a game, golden point, no it's point. three. If you because <laughs> what are you like, talking about? So like you understand, are you, Clarky? So some people, some yeah, people, saying it's just. Sorry, go. go. I think Gildy's just saying. Gildy's just saying you win the game, you get one point because there's no draws. But there's draws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is draws. Obviously, Gildy forgot about the yeah. never, never. Okay. 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 
Uh, 65% of people like scrums in rugby league. So obviously there is a, a contingent of people Appetite. that... Yeah, I guess, that don't like it. And I can see why. Well, like oh, you said today, Dan, there was a, mm-hmm. there's a tactic that's good. You can move the scrum around now, which is good. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, mainly scored that try for scrum. Yeah, that's right. Off a kick, yeah. I, look, I, I'm leaning more towards the scrums because they are utilising them more uh, tactically now, which is which is cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, contesting scrums I'm not for, um, but, you know, the tactic around it's pretty cool. Having the backs out for a, a play is cool. And the last one, boys, should the rugby league laws align across all comps? 79% of people like it, as do I. Because it just 21%. makes sense. I agree. That but, was, you know, well, that you was got, me. Yeah, one of them's Clarky. He's one of the twenty-one percent guilty. Let's get him. You're like, you're like, thirty-three percent. Thirty-three percent here, mate. Yeah, you lose. <laughs> you lo- Ryan. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> now, boys. Um, just uh, a few minutes ago, it was announced that John Morris. Effective immediately is no longer the Cronulla Sharks coach. Gigantic news. Josh Hannay will take charge of will take charge of the Sharks for the rest of the season. Josh Hannay, really? Josh Hannay, yeah. Far out. We were just talking about we were just we were just talking about him with Ben. Wasn't that the Ben? Yeah, Barber with Ben Barber. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So is he like an assistant coach there or something? Is he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is, man. They brought him in recently. That he, remember, he was the North Queensland um, when Green left. He stayed on to 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 coach North Queensland for a little while. Mm. Do you remember that? And then once he got punted from there, he went down to they they got him at Cronulla, and the um the word was that he was going to become the next coach. Like that was the that was the basic word on the street. Obviously, mm. the Cronulla have higher aspirations than Josh Hanno. Wow. Because it doesn't matter what he does this year. He's not going to be the coach next year. No. Do do you reckon... He's got another crack to... He's got another crack to show... um, His credentials. Employees, yeah. Yeah, By the time, I guess. Boys, I I don't know what your opinions are of, of, of all this, but from the outside looking in, I think John Morris has been really hard done by here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, the uh, the coaches, sorry, the uh, the playing group liked him. Um, he's had nothing to work with, nothing new to work with. He's three hundred. Oh, we said it before. He's three hundred thousand under everyone else in the cap. He's been competitive. He's taken them to the finals the last two seasons. Mm. Give him a, at least give him a chance. You know, with the with the new three million dollars that they apparently they've got to spend. Do you know what I mean? That's crazy. <clears throat> this is crazy developments. Like. They were talking about Craig Fitzgibbon at the start of the year. We, we, then they stopped talking about it. And then, you know, John Morris loses to the Roosters. They're like, oh, we, we might get Craig, Craig, uh, Craig Fitzgibbon. And then less than 24 hours later, oh, we got him. And John Morris, you're out. See you, champ. Obviously, he's been, he has been treated like shit, John Morris. And you would be. If I was him, you'd be spewing. But apparently, Craig Fitzgibbon is supposed to be the next... The next next good um next good coach. So yeah, but so, chan- so yeah, very true. Mate, so's yeah, 
there's a lot of people that come out of the Roosters Storm coaching line and they do, they some of them fail. Adam mm. O'Brien's not killing it either. Yeah, 100%. He's, he's still in his, he's just kind of like just floating along, isn't he? Adam O'Brien. Tread, treading water. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think, I think Nick or Clarky, one of you said it in our predictions, uh, one of our early episodes of the year, that if he doesn't perform, he, he'll probably one of the, he'll probably be one of the first coaches sacked. Well, you know what's funny about him is that they were talking about him being the next Melbourne coach. Mm. Nope. Yeah. Not happening. Like, obviously, Bellamy's retiring. Have they got a – is there someone in plan to replace him? Or they don't isn't know Steve, yet? Isn't Stephen Kearney the assistant? <laughs> oh, they dead set kidding themselves if they think he's going to coach. <laughs> why, don't you like, why don't you like him, Guilty? <laughs> Because he went to Parramatta and he made it oh. a, a bad team worse. Oh, is that what he did? <laughs> and then, he, and then he went to all, then he went to the Warriors and made a a bad team worse. He's leave, him, leave him alone. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he may be lovely, but he's hopeless. Anyway, boys, it was announced uh, last week that Michael Morgan was forced into medical retirement due to chronic pain in his shoulder. Now, for those that don't know, medical retirement means any player who suffers from a new injury, keyword, new injury, that is long-term or career-ending. That means they can retire with their salary being exempt from the club's salary cap. Morgan is signed until the end of 2023 for $1 million per season. It has been reported and I'm not too sure if this has been confirmed, that the club has received salary cap exemption for the remainder of his contract, two and a half years. The question I have for you boys is, why, when his injury is recurring? Yeah, I don't really understand. I don't understand the rule. Is it, is it because the injury happened while he was at North Queensland in that contract? Well, it has to be a new has to be a new injury within the contract that is about to be like yeah. squashed. Yeah. So I don't know well, the inner workings you... of Mark. I don't know the inner workings of Michael Morgan. Has he has he suffered a sh- shoulder injury before this contract? Well, well, my understanding is that he's kind of gotten the Sam Burgess exemption, which you know was always going to happen. Um. Sam Burgess got salary cap or the Rabbitohs got salary cap exemption for Sam Burgess because his so-called new injury was a result of the surgery that they had on, on Sam Burgess's injury. So they're saying that, oh, because the surgery didn't work. um, It's, you know, it's the, it's the surgery's fault. So now it's a new injury and you're exempt. He got an infection. That's what made him retire. Yeah, he got an infection. Yeah, don't oh, look, I? Man, don't with, believe with that. For to, a, I don't believe that for a second. With regards, with regards to Morgan, man, did, that, all right, he's uh, medically retired now. They can't buy anyone now. I mean, it's nothing's going to make a difference right now because no player is going to be moved immediately who's at the same value level as him. Um, and I don't really have a drama with them because how, how much how much longer does this contract go for? Two and a half years. Oh, the 
two, two and a half years. I've got no dramas <coughs> with them getting the million bucks back. I mean, they're not using I think, him, yeah. So I don't think there's a drama, personally. Yeah. Look, it'd be a different issue with... But let's just use Sam Burgess and um, Michael Morgan as an example. What Sammy would have been, what, 30 or 31 when it happened? Michael Morgan was, you see, 29? Yeah. 29. There's no shenanigans here. They're, yeah. They can't, they can't play anymore. If they, had the, if they had a choice between Michael Morgan playing and trying to, in inverted commas, rort the cap, they would choose to have Michael yeah, Morgan play. I agree. And, he, the, and, the same, and the same with Sam Burgess. It's not like they're doing – they've got some back-ended contract of, like, James Graham and they're just like, mate, let's medically retire you and you can go out on a mad pension. Like like Greg Inglis, yeah. All right, all right. Well, then well Greg Inglis was only 32 as well. Well, well so look at it from this – but look at it from this angle, boys. The 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 Sea Eagles didn't get exemption for Steve Maddai. Mate, the boy gets the boy. But that's they would prefer to have his money than have Steve Maddai on the field. How, how much? How I much longer was Steve Maddai's that's, contract? That's, I don't know, but that's either way. Regardless, you don't you don't you're not signing. These, these these older players for long term contracts, and then they get injured in one year in, and it goes, oh, that's okay. We'll just take the money back off you. We'll still pay you, but you know we'll take the money back. And now it's salary cap exempt. I think too fucking bad. That's that's too fucking well, that's, bad. I disagree, that's, man. Well, I think I think well. I think what you're doing is you're hamstringing a club for years. Like Michael Morgan's on a million bucks. Yeah. So what you what you're saying is take away a whole million dollars out of the Cowboys for two more years. Yep. I, I don't agree with that, man. Nah, I don't agree. So you ag- so you agree with the Rabbitoh stand on Adam Reynolds? Then? What's that? What, what are you saying? Just saying. Sorry. What are you saying? No. Well, you're saying that they shouldn't sign him to a long term contract because it's too risky because he's too old. Of course. Don't don't okay. like you don't have to sign people for long term contracts. He wants he wants a long term contract. Well, okay, see you, champ. The Rabbitohs the 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 are making a, a calculated decision here. Going, you're you could be baggage if for our club if we sign you for three years, you could you yeah, could true. you could. Uh, uh, what's it called? Hamper our. Our, our salary cap situation, and we'll lose players around you. It's happened to clubs historic, like for yeah, years. You know what, this Dan? Happened. This is the thing, Dan. Right with the Rabbitohs situation, mate. You might not win a grand final for fifty years. They've got a real chance now, and they're making this amount out of with this is specifically Reynolds' situation. They're making a mountain out of a molehill. It's in the papers every single day. Mm. You know what? He's a great player. They're they're they're, they're being really silly, the Rabbitohs, with regards to this. You reckon? He is a gun. Yeah, don't really get me do. wrong. He's a gun, but yeah. you know, if they don't want him for three years, then and he wants to go. Well, you know, contracts don't. Oh, you know. I, I, I think the damage is done. I think that you know, there's nothing they can say now. There's going to be speculation till the end of the year. They could have signed him, and they should have signed him. That's what I reckon. Either way, going back to Michael Morgan, regardless of this medical retirement. The bloke will forever be remembered for his role in arguably the greatest grand final in rugby league history in 2015 with his yeah, skip across pass. field and the flick pass to Cole Felt. Mate, 
that 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 moment is etched in the game, in the history of the game, for for years to come, for decades to come. Hey, what? <laughs> What's funny about him is that he only played 169 games or something like that. And, and he at one point, he did achieve, but at one point he was, you know, arguably the best player in the game at one point. Well, in that, two, that, that in run, 2017. That run in 2000, yeah. Sorry, Clucky, yeah. You, you go, yeah. No, I was going to say that run in 2017, he was, that run goes up there as as good as Jared Haynes in 09, as good as Ben Barbs in 2012. Um, 2012, like yeah, it, do, mate, it doesn't get much better than that, mate. I don't know if you, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, um, because he won the Dallium halfback of the year that year, like considerably easy, easily the way he carried himself. And who won? The, who won the Dallium? Uh, in twenty seventeen, it was. Oh, someone check for me, please. I actually don't remember. It could have been yeah, Tom Lolo and Cronk. Tom Lolo and Cronk could have won yeah, it that right. year, but um. Cameron, Cameron Smith. Oh, was it Smith? There you go, oh, there you go. Cameron Smith. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he, he, arguably single-handedly carried the Cowboys to the grand final without Jonathan Thurston and from eighth place. Now, if you boys remember, I don't know if you do, the Bulldogs needed to win their round twenty-five game for the Cowboys to get eighth spot. They had to beat the Dragons, and surely enough, they did. And the Cowboys, like you know, praised us for it. The Bulldogs, I mean, and yeah. they just took the momentum through week one, week two, week three, and made yeah. the grand final. And it was massive, but the, that grand final was shocking. <laughs> like it was a shit grand final. But either way, um, it oh, doesn't mate, take... I thought it was really entertaining. I thought it was a great grand final. Why do you say that? Because <laughs> it was a thrashing, it was just a walkover. Okay. But oh, sorry, yeah. I'm getting mixed up. I'm getting mixed up between the where they did where he did the pass. Sorry, oh, no, yeah. not yeah, no, no, not 2015, 2017. 15 yeah. was 15 sorry, sorry, sorry. was 15 was my favorite grand final, but 17 yeah. they just got thrashed. But either way, it doesn't take away from the fact that Michael Morgan, as Clarky pointed out, and you did, you as well, guilty that he was the best halfback in the game at one point. Yeah. So. Anyway, good luck to him now. He's retired. Boys, let's get into our bunker review segment. So we put out a poll asking our listeners to suggest some, some topics for the bunker review. And this one came from Dino underscore AY89. Now, he said, he asked us, sorry, who do we think New South Wales will pick as their captain for the 2021 series? First of I all, who's Dino? Is he a mate of yours? I play Oztag with him. Been playing with him for a decade now. Very good player. <clears throat> good question, Dino. Yeah. And um, <laughs> a hard one, actually. Very hard. Nathan Cleary. I'll tell you why. Because um, I think that ever since... This is just what the, my, my line of thinking is that when Hook got to the Dragons and named Ben Hunt captain, he stepped up. And mm. I think Nathan Cleary needs something like that to step up in big games. And he's going to be on the field most of the time. I mean, the only other player that's going to be on the field as much as him in a leadership position who's already a captain is, uh, or, or could already be seen as captain material is Cook. But I just think Cleary is the man. And depending on whether they pick uh, 
Luai or Whiten. They pick Luai, definitely Cleary. Wait, have you have you just given Nathan Cleary a rap? But I gave him a rap today as well. I thought he played great on the weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I didn't actually I didn't actually think of Nathan Cleary. It's hard because there's not that many club captains. And I feel as though it's like the unwritten rule. You need to be the club captain in order to be your um the captain in your state. Hence why the Roosters named Boyd Cordner co-captain all those years ago. Because obviously they were tapped on the shoulder to say that Boyd was going to get named the origin captain. Um, yeah. I think they were kind of dictated by him also being the Australian captain as well. But yeah, now that he's gone. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, I'd, um, I don't, I, yeah, as much as I love Damien Cook, I think you kind of need to pick, pick a captain for, for the next couple of years. You kind of have to look to the future. Like, and I think I'm going to end up coming back to Nathan Cleary because I forgot all about him. But I would have gone with out of the box would be Cameron Murray. Ooh, he's going Maybe. to be he's Gosh. going to be the next South captain. Um, yeah, but but I don't even know if he's a definite starter for Origin, mate. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's well, like I said, if you just want an easy answer from me, I'll go Nathan Cleary. But I'm not just going to agree. I'm just for a bit of fun, I'll just say Cameron Murray. Yeah, okay. See, what what do you got, Dan? Doing the clarky pause. Yeah, I am doing the clarky pause because I'm kind of stumped. I thought we lost. <laughs> no, 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 you haven't lost me, bro. <laughs> um, Is anyone even considering James Tedesco? No. Um, look, I bet I bet you they pick him. I bet you they pick him. I, I was I was just going, I was just about to say I wouldn't be picking James Tedesco. That's that I just wouldn't be. He's not a captain, is he? Eh? He doesn't. He doesn't have to be. He doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't help his game whatsoever. Who's the current Roosters captain? James Tedesco. There you go. It's going to be James Tedesco. I'd say. Yeah. I wouldn't and pick just, him either. But just I think that, that's just that. they're going to pick. Just to alienate people a bit more. Like I said it, I said it two weeks ago, um, or last week about um, Jake Trebojevic. If Jake Trebojevic had, when Boyd Corden got named captain, if Jake Trebojevic had played another two or three Origin games, he would have been my pick back in those days. But it, yeah. Jake could be a great captain. I think we have to look past, but um, we don't even know if he's going to make the side. So. Well, mate, he, yeah, yeah, he was probably going to be my selection just because of his experience and whatnot. But, but yeah, the way that Manly's gone at the moment, they're not, yeah, they're not bloody, um, he's not a shoe in to say the least. I, I think they should. He probably is on the bench, but you can't, you can't be doing a, you can't be doing a Kirk Gidley. <laughs> Never again. Oh my God. That was a disgrace. Um, no. I, I think, Clarky, along with Cameron Murray, someone outside the box that would be a good selection, and he won't be getting it, is Angus Crichton. But I believe that their captain should be yeah. Damien, Damien Cook. That's who I think. He's an Australian player. Okay. A consistent, a consistent player for them. Not to say he's their best player. In fact, he, he's kind of quiet when he plays for Australia. Um, 
but he seems to be the most experienced I, on the pitch. But I say that. You, I might, say, you might disagree with me. I reckon, he's, I reckon he's been quiet in origin. I, I don't disagree with you, actually. Um, he's, he, yeah, he's, he's more of a club player, isn't he? He's like a bit like Nathan Cleary. He's been mm. quiet. He's been quiet in origin. That's what that's what I say anyway. Um, do you reckon they'll have a go with Jack Whiten? He's not a captain. As as captain? Yeah, he's not mm. a captain. No, 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 no. He's too wild, mate. He doesn't blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> I, honestly, that's actually that's actually such a good question because it's stumping all of us at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless unless um unless some Ford presents themselves as a like obviously there's um the prop from Newcastle. I was uh, just about to say that Daniel Saifidi. But mate, he's not he's not playing well enough to put him as a definite starter either. Like they mm. might pick someone else a prop. Yeah, and uh, he's too he's played like what three or four origins. You need to have a little bit more than that. Yep. I think when it comes down to it. The two players that they're going to pick between will be Nathan Cleary, but more likely James Tedesco. Yeah, I think I think they pick Tedesco. Freddie Freddie will pick Tedesco. Clarky, do you reckon? Has he captain Origin before? Who? Yeah, I think they will, and just it'll just alienate the the Roosters contingent even more. Mm. Has um, Tedesco captain Origin before? Yeah, he captain last year. Yeah, when Gordon went down. Go. He's going to be the captain. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Yeah, it was a good question nonetheless, but thanks, Dino, for your suggestion. Anyway, boys, thanks for coming on again. Clarky, Gildy, always a pleasure, never a chore. Next week's Bunker Review, we will be covering our New South Wales State of Origin team predictions. So get G'd, you listeners out there. On that note, a big thank you to everyone who has tuned into the Sideline Story today. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio. Thank you, boys. Thank you, everyone that's listening.